This is the second part of a two-part episode where Mick Reed interviews Kevin Barnes, the frontman of famed rock group of Montreal. To hear the first half of the conversation, visit chirpradio.org slash podcast or listen wherever you get your podcast. listening to a lot of your albums just to refresh my memory on your sound on Spotify as part of a mix and I realized that this is not the best way to enjoy your catalog at all some bands you can some bands you can sort of mix and match and and choose and you know get a little taste here and there but it really seems like your work is best enjoyed in the album format is that still the way that, and I've heard you previously uh, say that you tend to write, you know, a collection of songs for an album. Is that still the way that you approach your music? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, you know, grew up loving the Beatles and the Beach Boys and the Kinks and love that, you know, each one of their records had a really strong personality that was different from the previous records. And, you know, they had like different haircuts and they had different fashion, like from record to record. And, it's cool to like connect the time and place with the music and think of it. I mean, I do feel like when I'm making a record, it's basically like my diary from that, like, you know, six to nine month period, whatever that I was writing and recording the record and, and then, you know, kind of shut the diary and then release it and then start a new diary. And so, yeah, I feel like very much so that it, all the songs sort of work together as a whole and not just as just individual singles. Like I feel like a lot of, people sort of move in that direction now because they realize like no one has the patience to listen to a whole record you know it's like usually just like one single and then you move on to the next single and you just make a playlist of your favorite one song you know from each record or whatever and people don't really get as into it but I, I love the I love albums I love like how Purple Rain has so many songs that wouldn't ever get played on the radio but it's still like completely legendary record and like computer blue is one of my favorite songs but you know you never hear that on the radio and so yeah i think that there's a lot of things there's like magic that happens on an album songs that are like too esoteric or whatever for mass consumption but they you know are often like the coolest songs actually on the record or the coolest songs that were written at the same time period that you know the hit was written in college you were compared quite a bit to David Bowie and um, you know some other you know artists who have you know big personas um, Elton John came up a few times too I've heard you mention in um, the past though that you are a fan of you know reggae and Afrobeat specifically I've heard you you know uh, give shout outs to William Anyabar and uh, Fats or uh, King Tubby um does what are some of the other influences that you know maybe people aren't 
haven't like picked up on in your music um yeah i love all that stuff and you know fela kuti is another one that another guy that i love and basically i mean i love the sound of like african funk pop it's just like a weird fusion of stuff that was happening you know and i love the analog quality of it and and just the way it sort of captures this certain atmosphere you know that you just you don't get it's so special you know like the sound of jamaican records the sound of nigerian records and but songs uh, from all over the world you know like cambodian music there's like so many like great um like you know like the 60s and 70s in all these these areas that you know doesn't you wouldn't necessarily ever hear any of that stuff on the radio but if you dig deep enough you can like find all these like gems these like amazing artists that were influenced by the Beatles and influenced by the birds and influenced by Sly and the Family Stone and influenced by Stevie Wonder and Jimi Hendrix and whoever else like you know music like western whatever would be considered western music from that time period and you know it's so cool in a way just to hear how that influence is um, just sort of how it plays out in these other countries and like using you know what sort of cultural upbringing that they've had and the music that they were growing up that they grew up with you know the sort of traditional music or whatever and like incorporating that into you know being influenced by James Brown or whatever it is the Beach Boys and uh, so yeah I love like digging through records and trying to find you know these like special albums that um, were from like this I don't know I always really love music from the past it's like hard for me to listen to music con- contemporary music I've always been like really obsessed with things that don't exist anymore for some reason I mean I guess for obvious reasons it's easier to romanticize those things it's easier to romanticize some uh, time period that's not your own but there's just such magic in the past you know especially with music somehow it just becomes like infinitely more exciting you know when the person who made it has been dead for 20 years (laughs) sadly it's sad to say but Right, they can't do anything to spoil uh, spoil it for you now. Yeah, what's funny, because uh, we were talking about that, like, yeah, you know, like everything, like things that we wouldn't have maybe listened to 20 years ago in, like, contemporary music from 20 years ago, you know, like, we wouldn't have listened to it because it's like, oh, I hate contemporary music. But now, like, 20 years have passed, and you're like, oh, actually... Yeah, the two thousands, you know, there's some cool stuff, you know, like Limp Biscuit, you know, you can listen to Limp Biscuit now and like it's like weird and you know, it's like, oh it's easier like I would never have listened to Limp Biscuit, you know, in its time. I hated it so much and but now like I maybe could even I haven't tried, but I could maybe listen to it and like like find something in it. <laughs> summer what's on your summer reading list um well i found this i mean not new author you know at all but um gary indiana has become my obsession i've read like three of his 
novels and you know for some reason just really connected with him i'm also reading um this wilhelm reich book about fascism which has been very enlightening and um yeah i have like a whole it's so crazy that summer's coming up it still sort of feels like winter time yeah (laughs) um i do have yeah i have a stack of books at home that i'm excited to get to and it's cool that um Oh, yeah, Rudy Wurlitzer is another one that I stumbled upon. I guess I was reading um, this book that Chris Krauss wrote about Kathy Acker. Kathy Acker is another author that I started getting into a bunch lately. And, and in the book, she's talking about all these other authors that were contemporaries of Kathy Acker's. And Gary Indiana was one of them. And um, Rudy Wurlitzer, I guess he's older. He was older than Kathy Acker. But it just sort of like, you know, people that were sort of that she considered interesting authors or whatever and so it's cool like to be able to like through her biography of Kathy Acker I was able to like find all these other authors that I've become super into so it's cool how it's just this continuation you know where people are like oh yeah these are things that inspired me and then you're like well I love you so I'm gonna check out what the things that that you were inspired by and then you know of course you love all of those things as well um Gavin's uh the lead singer of of Montreal. His new album is White is Relic and I've Relis Mood. And we are speaking at Lincoln Hall for Chirp Radio and the Chirp Radio podcast. Thanks, thank you again for your time today, Kevin. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. This is a really fun conversation. Find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.